Hey y'all, it's another episode number 10 to be exact of She Looks Like Me. 10 for the win. We made it. This is the final episode of season one and it is proof that delayed does not mean denied because we are a little behind in getting this out, but it's been a little hectic this month. So I'm happy to at least be getting this out in time to say happy Black History Month and happy upcoming Women's History Month because that's in March. There won't be any episodes dropping in March because, again, this is episode 10, which is the final one for season one. But we are taking a small break to get ready for season two, doing some recording during that time. And again, like I said, business is getting a little hectic. So thank God for that. But uh, we're going to take some time and focus on some client work, too. So I wanted to take this last and final episode to do a few things. A, to recap the last few months, the last nine episodes, and talk about some of my favorite clips, some of the things that I have learned or relearned on this podcast journey. I definitely want to share my highs and my lows because, you know, this is a healing space. We're learning things not only about ourselves, but other people. And, you know, I want to share my highs and lows. And then I definitely also want to share my top three favorite clips. So I'm going to share three clips from past episodes that were just some of the highlights, some of the moments that I enjoyed, especially because I know so many of the people that I have interviewed. Um, I know I've known them personally for years. So I just enjoyed being able to do this in this space with them. And so I'm going to share a few of those clips. Gratitude is a big part of my world these days and being grateful for the people who have helped me who have contributed to getting us here to 10 episodes. Um, I have not done this alone and I won't even act like I did. So I got to make sure to say thank you to some people who who helped me on this journey. So let's get into it. The first thing I want to talk about are my highs and my lows. So my high, first of all, okay, let's talk about all of the amazing and wonderful women I've been able to connect with in doing this podcast, okay? Making new connections with dope Black women and getting to reconnect with women I've known, supported, and who supported me on my journey. I could talk to them for days. I really, really good about the dopeness um, that they're cooking up in their business, about the ways that they are attracting just blessings on blessings on blessings in their personal and professional lives. I'm so grateful to learn from them. I'm grateful to have them a text or phone call away um, with the exception of maybe two or three of my guests this season. I know everybody who I've interviewed, you know, I definitely had to put on my PR hat for a few guests and, you know, do some outreach. But for the most part, I know everybody that I talked to. um, And I don't know if that came across in our conversations, but I just felt like I was talking to catching up with, right, girlfriends that... I have known for a long time and respected in their businesses. So I am grateful to them for showing up. They could have done been doing anything else during that 60 to 90 minutes we get together and talk, um, but they chose to come to this space and pour into it and just give of themselves and of their stories and be vulnerable. And I'm thankful for that because you know, people can just be in their little corners and live in their life and they don't have to share that with people. Like it is not obligatory for people to share themselves with us. So I'm grateful to the amazing women that I got to interview and that is my high. So my low, equally on the other end of that spectrum, if I can keep it all the way 100 on this platform, because it is the space that I created 
and we keep it real here my low has been reaching out to women and getting crickets like it's a different type of hurt when you reach out to black women on like on a front that's just like hey black woman i think you're dope and i think what you're doing is dope do you want to come share your dopeness with other black women and not just black women there are tons of people women men non-black black that listen to this podcast but you know it's like when you proposition your story that way and you get no response it is just very weird in energy it's super weird energy when you know the people personally but it's you know it's just weird energy so I had to work through that myself and figure out what was going on there because you know my rejection issues started flaring up and I was like okay sis just mm, really back just chill right so like I had to do my shadow work and I had to realize a few things first of all nothing is about me right even if it's about me even if the person has an issue with me and that's why they're not responding like nothing is about me a person's non-response is more about them than it says anything about me right all I've reached out to do is say hey you're dope you're lit can we talk about that on my podcast so not about me second I can't have expectations of people Even if I've helped somebody in the past, even if I've shown up for somebody, I can't expect that they're going to do the same thing for me. Would you like to hope that they would? Of course, I think we all do. But having expectations of people sometimes is where you tend to get disappointed and let down by folks. Even if you have talked on a subject and said, hey, are we going to link on XYZ? And then XYZ comes up and it's nothing it's weird energy. I'm telling you, I just, I don't do weird energy, right? Like I commit, I show up and if things change for me, then I communicate that, but I'm operating from a certain space and everybody's operating from whatever space they're at. Okay. So having those expectations sometimes, you know, is just better for the mind space. And so that is what I had to also realize. And then third, uh, one of my big brother isms from Daniel he would say, we don't chase, we replace respectfully. Now I added the respectfully part because he would not say that. He would just be like, we don't chase, we replace. But you know, respectfully, I pick the people that I want to come on this show because they have certain expertise or they're super dope at something, or I know something about their story that I want to tap into, that I want to talk about, maybe, you know, learn from. And so doing that, right? Like you have to know that we're not the only people going through what we're going through or that went through what we went through or that have the skill sets or talents that we have. There are other people who can fill these roles. And it may not be the person you initially envisioned. And I think that maybe speaks to some more shadow work of being flexible and open to receiving however it comes. Okay. But there are other people out there who can do just as good, if not better of a job at something than the person that you originally hoped and thought it would be right. That could be a man. Hello. Um, but seriously, like if, you know, and I didn't have any chef friends, but for example, if I wanted a chef friend to come on and that chef friend didn't respond, like there are other chefs, you know, it might just require a bit more work, but the reality is, is like chasing somebody who doesn't want to hold space in your space when you've invited them into that space is just pointless. So it's like, we don't need to chase. It's just time to move around, move over, move through, move on to the next person and respectfully maybe next time or not you know it's up to us but at this you know what i'm saying you just have to remember that there are others 
the first option, plan A ain't always going to be what comes through and you just have to be ready and prepared to move on to plan B, C, D, E, F, and G because they are there. So those are my highs and my lows, you know, again, connecting with amazing black women, it's lit. I can't even tell you how much they have calmed my nerves, okay? Because recording myself is stressful to me, okay? Even though I am in the comfort of my home, I am in the comfort of my space with my whole setup, but it's still, because I know that this is going to go places and people are going to listen to it and it's a thing, but I don't really care. We just going to do it, right? So I'm grateful to the women for uh, bringing their energy, bringing their peace and calm and bringing all of their dopeness and just good energy. I can't explain it, but if you have been listening, you already know. And if you haven't been listening, well, maybe it's time to go back and do that. Next, I want to jump into the top three things I've learned during season one or relearned. So the first thing I learned is, first of all, podcasting is not easy, okay? If you have other friends who are doing podcasts, call and check on them, okay? (laughs) It is a lot of work. Um, It's not easy, but it's so much fun. I don't think people realize how much goes into developing a podcast, then launching the podcast, then promoting the podcast, then reaching out to guests, creating topics we're talking about, not sounding crazy, not judging yourself, not saying um a thousand times. Listen, okay? It is a full on public speaking one-on-one course for yourself. And it's been challenging, but it's been so much fun. And it has been a nice journey in rediscovering what my voice is and learning and leaning into the safe space of other Black women. Thank God for podcasting. The second thing I learned is having a lit network is everything. Like I said earlier, all but three of my guests this season are personal contacts. So the three and the three guests that I wasn't personally acquainted with before, I now consider them in my network and women that I would support and connect with in the future um, and have already connected with in other ways outside of the podcast. But having a lit network is so it's it's I can't explain how transformative. When I thought about doing this, I started making a list of people and I still, that list is still pretty long in in terms of the people that I want to come on and I want to join me and I want to talk about different topics. So future seasons to come, right? But the majority of the women that I had on this season are people that I'm a phone call or a text message away from. They are people who have held private and public events that I've supported and they have come and supported mine. And I can't tell you what that's done for my entrepreneurial journey, um, but also my personal journey, right? Like I think I talked about it maybe, maybe I talked about it on the first episode a little bit, but not a lot, but I grew up in predominantly white spaces. So to move to Atlanta was already like, okay, God, I see you. And then you know, just to be, to find myself continually in spaces where I'm meeting Black women who are warm and welcoming. And now let's be real, that's not, definitely has not always been the case. Okay. We're still working through those moments, but there have been plenty of times where the women are warm and welcoming, inviting and think and consider you as a, a person right? Before they think about who you are and what you can contribute to their businesses or how you can help them or how you can, you know, all of that, who just want to make sure that you're good as a person. 
I think having those kind of people in your network is so dope. And then having them as a black woman be black women is amazing. I like, I don't have any other words for it. I truly don't have words for what it has done to inspire me on my business journey, but just also as a person, like my personal development, um, watching women around me, you know, get intentional about their health and wellness habits, watching women around me get serious about their business and their schedules and their routines. It inspires me to do the same. So, you know, I've had people ask me how I find the guests. And the truth is I just, I sat down and wrote out a list of people and thank God that so many of them chose to show up this on this first season. And there are more that are already, we're already planning for season two and I'm so excited. So yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful for my network and having a lit network is dope. So that's the second thing I learned. And then the third thing I learned is giving up is not an option. A common thread with all of my guests is their unwavering commitment to figuring it out. The pitfalls, the pivots, the lessons learned, they're all building blocks. You either win or you learn. There is no losing. And so fortifying yourself for the greater calling that's waiting for you on your path is just part of the journey, right? Like it's just one step on the journey, but it doesn't mean that you've failed or you have lost out or anything related to any type of negative feelings. So I know you're probably listening. You're like, I know this, Simone, duh. But like, keep that same energy, right? When you're not making any sales, keep that same energy when all your clients call and cancel. Like keep that same energy when you were making X amount of dollars and now things are quiet AF, okay? I definitely want you to keep that same energy literally. Like I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Seriously, like you can't give up. And it's something that I've had to keep telling myself on my entrepreneurial journey. It has not always been sweet and easy. And there have been times I've wanted to throw in a towel and be like, you know what, God, I'm gonna just go work for somebody's job. And then he will show me very quickly why that is not an option, at least not at this time. And if it were to become an option at any point, or if that was what I decided to do, that's cool too. But uh, at this point, we ain't giving up. So um, it's easy to apply those lessons, you know, when things are going well, but being encouraged by taking what some would consider failures and turning them into fruit, I lost Stacey Abrams. Hey, Stacey. That's next level. And taking someone else's no as the choice to choose yourself is operating at a level higher than most. So go high. Let everybody else go low and you just go high, like Mrs. Obama said. So those are the three things I learned this season. If you've learned anything exciting, I'd definitely love to hear it. I actually cannot share this episode right when it launches because I am in the midst of Lent and I have decided to give up social media this season. So definitely inbox me and I will check it when I get back. But I would totally love to turn my social media back on to some messages about anything that you've learned this season. So definitely hit me up on social media at It's Simone Cherie, I-T-S. S-I-M-O-N-E-C-H-E-R-I. Slide in my DMs. And when I uh, check back in after Lent, of course, I will love to learn. I would love to learn all the things that other people have learned while listening to this podcast too. We are going to almost wrap things up with my top three favorite moments. My top three favorite moments come from three different episodes, actually. Number three is one of my favorite moments with my dear, dear friend Milk, who I have not seen in over a year because of the pandemic, y'all. But 
I'm going to catch up with her soon. Like we have to connect with each other very, very soon because I miss her. I miss her little family unit with Sis and McKenna. And I just need, I need her good energy. So my dear friend Milk, she, uh, this clip comes from her talking about cultivating members of your tribe that will empower you, meet you where you are, but inspire you, encourage you to move better. So she talks about her relationship with me and, you know, how we move and operate. And I just enjoyed this moment. So y'all listen to it. I think that people don't understand what that meant. Like that's, that sounded very soft. Like, you know, oh, we were friends and we work really well together. Like, I need to just a tiny bit. We need to dive just a little bit deeper into just why that actually makes sense the type of tribe member she is, is a very structured, you know, person, right? And when you are not a structured person yet, or you are striving to be a structured person, sometimes the conflicts that you have with people with structure becomes either it can be a crutch, or it can be a help, or it could be, it could be anything. So I just, I appreciate something that you you've always done, which is boundaries. You set boundaries in spaces that no one know boundaries needed to be. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's true because if you are being, um, if you are, uh, I call myself a collector. That's how we get to the tribe, right? Like I call myself a collector. If you're collecting members of your tribe to help you thrive, someone in the space needs to be the organized one, but not the organized one that's like delegating, like, hey, do this, like you are an empowerer. Like that is important. That's an important person to have in the tribe because yes, I can do it all and I can do it all for you. However, you too are a part of this process because I don't work for you. I work with you. (laughs) That is, everybody has to know the type of people that they need. If you need an assistant, hire an assistant. If you need someone to do certain roles, get people in those roles. You are the perfect person in that role because you empower. You don't just say, I find myself, now I'm able to do things I didn't even think was possible because I had those mental blocks in my mind, just like, oh no, I have to, I need to stay focused on doing whatever the whatever was. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, well, if you want this thing done, I'm going to need you to help too. (laughs) This just doesn't magically appear because you think it's supposed to appear. (laughs) So I think that's important that people should know that, that when you're selecting your tribe members, find the people around you that can help you thrive. And you're an excellent example of people who help me thrive because without that structure, I wouldn't have found my own structure and I wouldn't be able to know like, oh, this is why boundaries are important. Oh, okay, got it. See, that makes so much sense now. I get it. <laughs> my number two clip comes from my listen my big sister in my head okay tiffany gatlin she is the founder and ceo of latched and hooked beauty and she when i asked her about what was bringing her joy because i really love asking that question to everybody because all of the things that bring people joy are just all things that we can rely on all things that we have most of us have access to right like getting outdoors family and friends taking stillness time, working on your mind, body, and spirit. These are all things that are tangible to us. So that was why I liked asking that question this season. But when I asked Tiffany about it, she shared about her her growth and not only her growth in peace of mind, but her financial growth and how her financial growth 
led to a certain peace of mind. And she talks about um, the elevation uh, and the transition of going from making a certain amount of money in a year to making that in a month. Let's listen. It's funny because um, I was getting like emotional because I was thinking about 11 years ago, I was, you know, making about $50,000 a year. Um, and now I'm making that and more a month. And what's bringing me joy is to know that um, I have the financial freedom to be able to, you know, my, my son is going to college, you know, next year. So knowing that I'm going to be able to, to pay his college tuition without having to get loans like I had to do when I was in school. And just be able to really set my family up for the wealth track is bringing me joy. Goals. I'm so grateful to Tiffany for her time on here, her energy. If you didn't listen to that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. And my number one favorite moment. First of all, the whole episode with Dr. Jamel Rogers I believe that was episode eight was lit. It was so good. If you want some, just some good free game from a licensed therapist who is doing the work, not only on herself, but for her clients, go back and listen to that episode. Okay. And if you listen to it, like I said, slide in my DMs and tell me what was your favorite part. But Dr. Jamel Rogers, we talked about um, how time redeems itself. She talked about how time redeems itself and how staying in the light, being positive, slowing down, meditating, focusing on yourself and and just kind of getting to a place of being grounded, um, getting centered in your life and staying in the light will open up a world of time to you that you didn't previously think you had. And it's really weird, but I talk about how I've been meditating and how I feel like time has slowed down for me. And then she kind of shares both from a scientific and a Christian perspective, uh, why I feel that way and why that might be. So let's listen to Dr. Rogers. I actually um, used to tell my undergrads that um, it was a Christian school. And I said, Scripture tells us Jesus is the light of the world. And when you walk in the light, God is a redeemer of time. On the flip side, if you don't believe in Jesus, science tells us the closer you get to the sun, time slows down. So either way, when you are walking in the light of positivity, when you're walking in the light of intentionality, time will redeem itself. And what you're doing right now is loving on yourself first, being intentional and deliberate with yourself first, and things will take care of themselves because time will redeem itself. Just stay in the light. Just stay in the light. Like I said, it was lit. So go back and listen to some of the episodes from, listen to all of them. What am I talking about? Not some of them. One through nine. And then this one, if you're already listening, just go back one through nine. Just listen to them. Um, Make sure to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mom, you know, tell your auntie, tell your cousins, anybody who needs to listen to these, just share the link, you know? So I want to close out by saying thank you so much. I have so many thanks, right? I have so much gratitude and so much appreciation for, um, everybody who has been involved in this process, I have to send 
super uber love to and thanks um, to those who helped me see this through. Thank you to my friend and my podcast consulting base, Chantel. I love you, boo. Thank you to my friend, Sam Buck, who provided the music and the artists on the track, Keane Star. It pays to have dope ass friends, okay, who are talented. Shout out to them. And thank you to each and every single one of my guests who I've had on this season. I've learned and laughed so much over the last few months, but I'm even more excited for next season. We've already started recording and scheduling interviews, and it's going to be so dope. So stay tuned for that. I want to say a huge thank you to you for tuning in this season. We have had a pretty solid audience, you know, because I'm a marketing person. So of course, I'm looking at the analytics and stuff a little bit. But more than anything, I'm just enjoying the energy. I'm enjoying when people message me or text me or call me. Um, and tell me that they listened to an episode and that they thought something was dope or they enjoyed a conversation that we had on this space. So I'm grateful for this space that's been created. And I look forward to doing more of that with more dope women and men, because I did say that I think on the first episode too, I said I was going to have some men. I didn't have them on the first episode or excuse me, on the first season, but they come in. So they're going to get their shine too, because I'm all about a black man getting his shine. Okay. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I love you and thank you for that. This is She Looks Like Me. 